Fantastic. It really is great to be with you tonight. I know, as uh, Pat says, I've known some of you for quite a long time. I think it was about five years with Chris and Lynn. I was doing kids' church in one form or another. Um, been in small groups with some other people and just met a number of others over the years. But it's also fantastic for those who I haven't met um, to see you here tonight. Um, And I apologise that I was rushing in, um, having put my children to bed tonight. Um, But I hope on other weeks I can get to know one or two of you um, beforehand. We're going to talk about the Bible. And what we're going to do first of all, I'm just going to give you ten minutes just to sort of explain what the course is and why you would even want to consider having a course like this. Then we're going to stop, have a time of worship, and then we're going to have a a slightly longer talk where we will um, look at the first part of the overview of the Bible. Um, You won't need to pick up the Bibles right now. Um, There will be verses up on screen when you need them. Um, But if something occurs to you, something grabs you, do note it down. There's pens and paper in front of you. Because after the talks, there'll be a time for you to discuss with your groups the content. We've got some questions and just to go over things. So if anything strikes you, grab a pen and paper and just write it down as we go. But the Bible, what's it all about? What does it mean? Why, I mean, why have you come here tonight? Why, what is there to study about the Bible? And I guess the best place we can really start with what the word actually means. The word Bible actually comes from la Biblia. Now, the origins of the word are not quite certain, but the the- one theory, one strong theory, is it actually comes from the port of la Biblios in the Lebanon which was a major exporter of papyrus. So basically it is paper, books, and nothing more than that is what the name comes from. So that's the origin. That's quite easy to do. But what is it today? Well, the Bible is a collection actually of 66 books, written by various people at various different times, and the early church collected them together, all because they considered by the early church to be the inspired word of God to the world. This is what God wants to say to us, what he wants each one of us here to hear. Now, what I find interesting, though, is whilst there are 66 books there in the standard NIV Bible, how often do you, do each of us, actually look at all of the books? If you're anything like me, then you have a tendency to look at some parts of the Bible a lot more than other parts of the Bible. And probably there's parts you've never looked at before. I don't know how many of you have read it all the way through. But if we consider that the whole of the Bible, all of it, is God-inspired, and then not just little bits of it, then we have to ask ourselves the question of what God is saying to us through the whole of the Bible, and not just our favourite bits. Often... The focus we apply just starts with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And I can understand why. These tell of the life and works of Jesus and his death and resurrection. And they are the turning point of the Bible. But in isolation, these parts of the story in themselves, they lose some impact. Think about watching a film. I don't know what films you've watched recently or in the last year. Um, Avengers, big film of last year, King's Speech, a very big film, Batman, whatever your favourite film is. In most films, there is a turning point. 
usually about two-thirds of the way through, where suddenly the film starts to come together. A corner is turned, the hero picks himself off the floor, or a group of people come together to work, to put their differences aside and to work together. The thing is, you would never consider going to the cinema just to watch that turning point, the couple of minutes in the middle of the, of the film. You'd just be getting a trailer, if anything. You, know, you go watch those and they try and get you to go back to, to spend money on the full film. It's the film as a whole that inspires or delights you, that you enjoy. It's the character de- development. It's the rise and fall of the storyline, the calm before the storm that gives the turning point its impact when you get there. You're waiting. You're expectant. And the same is true for the Bible. If you just read about the life of Jesus, I think we can sometimes fail to see the Bible as anything more than some interesting parables. Okay, so going out to the next stage, the New Testament, which adds past the Gospels mostly um, a collection of letters written to the early church and Revelation. And these are fantastic. They seem so relevant for living today as individuals and as a church. You see, these books of the Bible were written by the followers of Jesus to the other early churches that had been set up at that time. And they do help us explain the fundamental theology of Christianity. And what's more, they give us lots of specific, practical instruction on how to live for God. So they're great. But if these Bibles were okay for the original recipients, why aren't they enough for us today? Why can't we just spend all our time in the New Testament? Well, because actually they weren't the only thing that people, the early church, were reading. They didn't have the complete Bible that we have available to us today because they were just writing it, these letters. But they did have the books that are contained in the Old Testament. They had them available to read or to be spoken to them. They were reading the New Testament in the context of an understanding of the Old Testament And the letters were written under the assumption that people understood or knew about the Old Testament. Therefore, if we are to fully understand what the New Testament is talking about, if we are to understand the letters as they were originally written, then we need to have some knowledge of the Old Testament, just like the early Christians did. So moving out to the Old Testament, our view of the Bible gets bigger. And it's worth pointing out at this point that even when we do look at the Old Testament, we're often quite selective. We often look at Genesis at the beginning to see how things started, or we look at the stories of David or Joseph. And when we do look at these stories, especially I think I found this when I was growing up in Sunday school, we have a tendency sometimes just to pick out those parts that we feel, if we just read that little bit there, we can can directly apply that to our lives, but we don't think about how they fit into a bigger picture. So as a result, we so often ignore whole other passages and whole other books. How often do we look at the book of Micah, for example? Where is it? You know, it's actually right there. It's the middle book in the Bible. But how how quickly could you have thumbed to that one? How often do you pick up and read that book? But what if we think even bigger than this? There's a time before the Bible. What about before and after the time covering the events of the Bible? What about before mankind existed? 
And what about an eternal future going forward? If this bookshelf represents the story of God and mankind, what about the room that it's in, stepping back and imagining the room it's in? Or the house that the room is in? Or the world that the house is in? It says something about the nature of mankind that uh, we make God and the Bible all about us, all about our time, all about mankind, all about our God and of the Bible. But if we believe in a God who always was and always will be, then we really must remember that we aren't the centre of everything and that God isn't just the God in the Bible, but the God of eternity. That is the God who we will be hopefully meeting during this overview, and wonderfully the God who we can know in our lives. So moving on, let's, what are we actually going to do in the course? What is it? It's an overview of the whole Bible, the story that is, it is, the story that is presented across these 66 individual books. But what it isn't is an in-depth theological and philosophical look at every verse of the Bible. Simply put, the next five sessions, we won't have time to go into it in too much detail. It's just, we can't cover it all. We can't go into every verse. We're hoping to give the broad picture. Understanding God's word fully is an adventure that will be worked out over your whole lifetime. But even church leaders, pads, believe it or not, and, 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 and weighty theologians, sorry, pads, who is a weighty theologian, I should say, they don't have complete familiarity and understanding of the Bible. I certainly don't. I consider myself a very much a beginner. Um, I came to this course just wanting to know the big picture so that I could continue to work on it. And as a result, there may be parts of this course that bring up more questions than, than we will in this short time have time to answer. But don't let them go unanswered. Let your group leaders know, and then I think on alternate weeks you also meet, and you might have an opportunity to talk about them then, or write your thoughts down and then go hassle pads, and I'm sure he can you know, <laughs> either answer them or he can point you in the direction of materials to help you, either Bible studies. It's a journey, and this is just one step on it. You won't be the first person to ever ever had a particular question about the Bible. What will it do, though, the course? Well, hopefully it will give you an understanding of the big picture, the framework on which the whole Bible story lies. I hope it will give you extra confidence and excitement to explore other parts of the Bible. My journey started, actually, with this course with a small group, and we were just wanting to know a bit more about it. But as a result of going through this, looking at the material myself, it gives me a confidence that I can go to a part of the Bible and see it in a much broader sense. I don't feel I have to understand, but I can understand more. I actually like going into the Old Testament and exploring it more than I used to, and I hope some of that confidence you will get as well. Hope it will deepen your relationship with God. If we have a greater understanding of what he has to say to us, hopefully we will understand God a bit better. But also... It's also great to get to know people in groups better. Um, we find ourselves we're also different. And yet, the way the Bible talks about us, actually, it shows how very similar we are. And there'll be a time for discussion, just finally, and I'm sure you will be, but we just ask, be respectful of everyone's views. Actually, when we look at a big picture of the Bible and, and the contents, actually, we may find that we vary on what we think about various passages. 
try, obviously, to give everyone an opportunity to share their views. I'm sure there are some quite quiet people and some louder people who, t- who can barely stop talking. But just try and be aware of others in your group. Try not to look ahead to, to the other week's topics. If we're building this up as a story, actually, we might just want to leap in our mind to the stuff we're very familiar with, switch to Jesus and the Gospels. But actually, believe it or not, the answer isn't always Jesus. It really isn't. And actually, as we have our discussions, there may be times where there isn't a correct answer. So just say, be comfortable with that. Especially, you know, the things I don't know and the things people struggle over and there may not be a correct answer. So just share your thoughts. So with that, that's broadly what we're going to be doing. But we're going to have a time now where we're going to turn to worship. People getting dynamic and getting ready to go.